Welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walters Show. I'm going to start out with a little bit of an announcement. I'm going to probably just keep calling it the Robin Walters Show. However, we are running our solicitation ads as Red Sky Radio, and I may just simply return to Red Sky Radio as the name of the program. And I say that actually because of listener feedback. They don't dislike the Robin Walters Show, but I've gotten just enough to say, you know what, Red Sky Radio is really unique. Not that Robin Walters Show isn't unique because there isn't another one, but they just like it. And um, you know what, if you want me to keep the Robin Walters Show as a main identifier of this program, it's simply a program under a ministry of Red Sky Radio, but I have no problem calling the pro- program Red Sky Radio and continue doing what we used to do before I switched the name over. If you like the Robin Walter Show, let me know, robinwaltershow at gmail.com. I will keep that email address. But if you prefer going back to Red Sky Radio, if it makes no difference, you don't have to write me. If it makes a difference, let me know. I've heard the feedback, and yes, I am listening to the listeners. Okay, I got so much to share today, and I'm really, truly thinking, that this is going to be a two-program week. I just, there's just so much going on. But I can't deny that some of the motivation is the fact that our listening audience continues to grow, particularly in the last month. And I don't know whether it's because the news cycles are just getting faster and faster. There's so much out there and people want to know. Maybe the program is getting better. I don't know about that. That'd be great. But it also seems to coincide with the fact that I have better equipment. I've had several people write me and say, gosh, the sound quality is greatly increased. That increases their attentiveness. And maybe that's a factor. And to that end, we don't have a lot of financial supporters. I, I'm not, and this isn't any plea for dollars. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I make up the difference. We pretty much always have a shortfall, but that's okay. Some guys golf. I do radio. But I do want to thank those who do contribute for helping to pay for the upgraded equipment. Every dime that comes in here goes back into the program. I take nothing. I buy, I buy my own stamps. I don't even take stamp money out of this program to put on letters uh, in response to listeners. So I do respond to correspondence, and so um, have at it. All right, let's get rolling. I wanted to start with some good news today and and a sea of horrible news as the Gestapo absolutely controls the White House, all industry, all academia, all entertainment, all of the corporate world, even a whole bunch of churches, I do have a little bit of good news. We just have to go to another continent to find it. There is a country 
that has absolutely stood up against queerdom and the gay stoppo, and it not coincidentally is the country that Barack Hussein Obama sent money to to get them to overthrow their pro-life position. So if you're looking for a place to go, and I've had, I've had people tell me, where do we go? Where do we go? I have my preferences inside the United States distinctly. Outside, it gets a little tougher. The two, uh, if, you, if you exclude Muslim countries, you say that, if you, if you said the 20 countries that are most uh, pro-biblical values as far as a, from a societal standpoint, the queers would say, oh, they're the most anti-LGBTQ, whatever. They'd be all, virtually all Muslim, with two exceptions. One is Jamaica, but the one that I want to really give a shout-out to here is Uganda. The Uganda president came out and said here the other day, he said, addressing Joe Biden, addressing the United States, quote, we don't want your pro-gay money. As supporters in Uganda had a march in support of what is known as the Anti-Homosexuality Act. Yeah. And I'm looking at these signs that these young black men are holding up. So I'm like, no sodomy in Uganda. And this rally was attended by hundreds of old people. No. Hundreds of young people and college students. I mean, doesn't that give you hope? Go, Uganda. They were thanking their president, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Yawiri Mussolini. Sounds Italian, doesn't it? It's like Mussolini, but no, it's Yusovini. Mussolini. He's a long-time strongman leader of the country. It's not a particularly democratic country, but you don't need democracy if you've got a righteous king, right? We learned that from Israel. You've got the right king. You actually don't need a democracy. Democracy is there to hold back and restrain evil, which, of course, goes out of control when you have a despot, you have a God-hater, you have a, you got a Hitler, a, you got a Mussolini, you got a Stalin, you got a Castro, you got an Obama, you got a Biden. But videos, I'm going to read this, videos of the assembly showed men in suits they're loudly chanting, dancing, and holding up signs with slogans that said things such as, quote, to hell with homosexuality, end quote, which is interesting because that's where it came from. And interesting, the responses I've gotten lately to my question is, is, is Satan queer? And uh, nobody's disputed it all, though one did. Yes, I'm sorry, there was one. I got one thumbs down on Rumble. Uh, for that comment. But it says, local outlets in Uganda reported that the crowd chanted, we don't want your pro-gay money, which was a message to the United States and to the other Western states after leftist President Joe Biden 
announced that he would reconsider sending humanitarian aid to the country in response to the law. Isn't this like Joey Cornpop, I'm everything queer and perverse, Biden, the I'm the tool? What was that? You know that song, James and Bobby Purify? I got the record. I'm your puppet. Pull that little string and I'll sing you a song. I'm your puppet. I got two records by those guys. Shake a tail feather and I'm your puppet. Maybe I'll play them some here someday on the radio. But anyway, Joey's just a, a puppet of the devil. The guy's demon-possessed. He isn't Catholic. He's demon-possessed. And we found that out, I mean, every what? It's every three weeks. Um, Alex Soros, George Soros' son, visits the White House every three weeks, three and a half weeks. Doing what? Delivering orders. Well, this whole idea of withholding humanitarian aid if they don't accept the queer queer dogma and agenda from hell, we're going to withhold your aid. So if Joey and the left-wing maniacs, sorry for the redundancy, are going to treat Uganda like that, what are they going to do to the states that act like that and pass the uh, bills limiting or banning tranny surgery and queer crapola in the classroom? Oh my gosh, the stuff that I've got to share is going to blow you away. And you will see that Satan has waged queer war in this country, and there is a Gestapo. Well, that's the good news. Uganda is standing up. And along that same line, I was thrilled to see that in my home state of Michigan, there are 60-60 United Methodist churches that are no longer United Methodist churches because they're leaving the United Methodist Church over their stance on everything queer, everything from the pit of hell. I, however, as I have periodically listed off states I love, you have heard me disproportionately refer to the state of Kentucky. I love the state of Kentucky. I think it could be the refuge if there is such a thing. I was thrilled about the 6-0 churches that dumped the homo-ridden UMC churches in Michigan until I read about Kentucky, where two hundred and eighty six former United Methodist churches got out of Sodom and Gomorrah. So it turns out it's four and a half times as many churches dumped the queer ridden UMC in Kentucky than in Michigan. And Kentucky has only half the population. Now I'm not trying to knock Michigan they're doing the right thing, although they got a lousy governor, lousy, well, they got a lousy lot of stuff. But anyway, all right, that's the end of the good news. Now this is a reality check, and I am going to spend some time, I don't know how much time, it depends how much I want to take, I guess, to deal, I want to cover some election-related things with the current field of candidates because they're popping up all over, popping up like daisies. And I want to run through this as quickly as I can. I don't want to spend a lot of time, but there's a few strategies I want to share. 
and some stuff that since we don't have Tucker Carlson on TV, you're not going to hear this from Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram. No, you'll hear it on Newsmax from Greg Kelly. Greg is a great guy. And speaking briefly of Tucker, his Twitter debut, you're ready how many people tuned in? 60 million. Six zero. Now, how many of those are bots? I have no way of knowing. I don't know the bot world, the robot world. But anyway, if that's true, that is approximately one out of every six people in the United States tuned in to hear Tucker Carlson. You only had 3.2 million on Fox. Could be a little discouraging sometimes for, uh, you know, me and Red Sky Radio here. Like, gosh, you know what? Do I have any impact? I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what God tells me to do. Whether I see the impact or not does not matter. That is not my call, not up to me. But I want to give you a bit of a rundown here today, dealing with the current lineup of candidates. And I'm going to start on the Republican side just because there is a, like in 2016, we have a plethora of candidates, an abundance of Boku, Moku, no, mucho, Boku. Ah, you know what? I don't speak Spanish. I, I really should learn it. I guess I should. I think I may have shared this last week, but I was in a store. Guy was Hispanic, spoke very fluent English, very fluent uh, Spanish, because he's waiting on a customer. And I asked him about, hey, how, how, do, how can I learn some Spanish? What's the best way? He told me, get Duolingo. So I'm looking into that. But then he see, stopped me and asked me, he said, well, do you have, uh, are you married? I said, uh, "Not yes, I am. He goes, oh, you know. I said, well, you sound disappointed. Why do you ask? He said, well, I thought you could just uh, marry a Mexican woman, and she'd talk so much that within the first year of marriage, you'd be fluent. I thought that was pretty funny. He said it tongue-in-cheek, but he was Hispanic. He could say it. I, I thought it was actually very funny. But anyway. So we move over to the Republican side here. <clears throat> and interesting, well, I'll get that in a minute. So we have Trump. We all know about Trump, right? He's in the big lead. Do I think that he'll be the candidate? I don't know. Do I? Th I really do not know. I generally support him out front, but there's a lot going on. And He's got more and more people he might have to attack. He spent all of his time, 100% of his time, attacking Ron DeSantis because he's a presumed candidate. As Gavin Newsom has done, spent 100% of his time attacking Ron DeSantis because he presumes that he's going to be the one who beats Trump out. And Newsom's going to be running against him. And we know Newsom's going to be running for president. It is a fact. Greaseball Gavin Gruesome on the Democratic ticket. And I will tell you, when, if in fact he gets the nomination, that's the day that Texas and about 16 other states need to say, if Gavin Gruesome is elected, that is the day we leave the United States. Tie secession and getting out of here to the election of uh, somebody who is probably auditioning for the Antichrist position. He's got a competition with Obama. I, I'll give him that. 
So I don't think Trump is necessarily a shoo-in. He's got his moral deficits. His pride gets in his way. He can't humble himself. And if he would humble himself like Nebuchadnezzar did, maybe God would fully restore him to the presidency. But it is not a given thing. He may flame out early in this whole deal. DeSantis is probably the most moral Republican candidate there is. Does he have it on the national and international stage? That's another question. And I'm not sure he's got, sadly, and I say this sadly, not sure that he's got the necessary charisma, which seems to be a requirement today. And maybe not charisma as we tend to think of it, but something that stands out about the individual that makes people want to support him, make people causes people to like him. I love him for his values and what he stands for. He's a godly man with a godly family, but does he have something you know, when he's on the air, in his speaking, in his visual, that draws people in? Somehow not quite. I'm concerned at the national level, but he does a lot of good things. But we're going to get down to why this is more of a coin toss than anybody thinks. Then we get to Tim Scott, one of the latest entries. He's interesting. Uh, there are some things I don't agree with Scott on, but they tend to be relatively minor. And I think it's, I'm, I'm thrilled that he's in the race. And he is growing in popularity, and I'm trying to figure out how does Trump attack a black man. Uh, when he spent the last eight years fighting false accusations of being a racist, he is not. There's no question about what Trump is not a racist. But for him to come out and start attacking Scott if he feels a necessity to do so, um, that's going to hurt him beyond repair. Uh, what's Scott running for? Well, he says he's running for president. I think that's true that he is running for president, genuinely is running for president. But he could be running a dual sort of campaign. He could be running for president and vice president. And uh, more comments on that. And then we get down to Nikki Haley. I think it's clear that Nikki Haley is not running for president. She's maybe pushing for a VP spot, which she is not suited for, but more likely suited for a cabinet position. We get down to Vivek Ramaswamy. He's for real. He's definitely running for president. Ramaswamy would make a pretty decent president, vice president. He'd make a fabulous uh, head of the Department of Treasury. There's a number of posts in the cabinet. He would be super at it. He just would be. He's He's good. He's weak on an issue that bothers me, but we'll get to that in a minute. Then we get down to um, not a better class of losers, just plain losers. Chris Christie, who's just entered, and Mike Pence. I'm lumping these two together because these two have no chance, and they have one and one purpose only, and that is to be on a stage at a Republican debate to do anything and everything they can to knock out Trump. They both hate Trump with a passion. 
That's the only reason. Pence knows he doesn't have a chance. Christie, I mean, how many supporters does he have, not including himself and his wife? About three? Well, that's all they're that's all they're there for. They want they they've got egos, they want to be on the national stage, they want to feel like they're doing a service to this country and providing their two bits of crapola to help out help knock out Trump at a Republican debate. Mike Pence said something that is true, but I don't think it's true in the way that he thinks it's true. He said, quote, God, this is maybe his campaign slogan, God's not done with America. And I would agree with that. But what I think is that maybe why it's true is this. God's not done judging America. No, he's not done with America. Pence thinks it's we still have use, value in the kingdom of God. And we could, but will we? Who knows? Right now, we're being judged. So God's not, and I've got a whole program on that. Oh my gosh, I got about five programs I'd like to do with, but one of them dealing with what can revival really save the United States? And I'll, and I, I, I will explain what revival looks like is not what we call revival when it's done at a national level. It isn't everybody getting saved and going to tent meetings. It's not that. It comes about as a result of judgment, severe judgment. And I got five or six examples from Scripture I'll give you on another day. I worked on it last night. Next one, Larry Elder. So we got a second black man in the race here. This is interesting. I love Larry Elder. Love Tim Scott. Two great guys. Does Larry have a chance... I don't think so. I think Larry Larry did not really have the guts to touch the more sensitive social issues when running for governor of California because he figured it would be a sure knockout, and he did get knocked out in the recall effort against Newsom. But if he doesn't have the guts to say it in California, I don't think he would have a very strong... Um, position on the more uh, some of the more sensitive social issues. He's great on taxes, getting rid of uh, big government um, education. He's huge on government or getting the government out of education, getting on to um, voucher programs and things of that sort. But in the end, I think Elder is not pushing for a cabinet position. And he's not realistic for president. I think Larry is pushing for vice president. Then we got Asa Hutchinson, who I do not know one single person who knows why he's in the race or why he isn't just plain irrelevant. Nice guy, sort of like that Corey Stapleton from Montana. I don't know why he's in the race. Have you ever heard of Corey Stapleton? No. Uh, Corey's heard of Corey Stapleton, and Montana people like him, but he's is absolutely, utterly, and totally irrelevant. Uh, the one last one I want to bring up is Doug Bergram, Bergram from North Dakota, North Dakota governor. He's not irrelevant. He is an absolutely excellent governor, 
from a sort of no-name state. Got nothing against North Dakota. I like North Dakota. Um, I'm not crazy about 50 below wind chill, but nonetheless, I like the state. I like the resilience. I like the pull, pull myself up by the bootstraps mentality that seems to uh, describe that state. But he is unknown, and uh, he has done and signed probably, along with Ron DeSantis, the best and most moral legislation in the United States dealing with all things sexual and dealing with attempting to curtail the debauchery that is now the defining characteristic of the Democrat Party. Uh, the question here is, uh, and he's a good-looking man. He's articulate. He should do well on stage. So he is, I think he's really, truly running for president. I also think he would. He might make a great vice president. I don't think he would make a good cabinet offer. He's not a cabinet guy. He's a guy who needs to be out there in the trenches. And that would be only president and vice president. Now, the legislation that he signed that was great moral legislation was not legislation that he was initially was inclined to support. In fact, a couple of the bills, which seemed to be pretty good bills, he actually vetoed. Initially, he came down around with some tweaking to him, came around to signing them, was glad to sign them, but he, I, I think he does what the people wanted, and he was on the verge of maybe over getting overridden any veto by the overwhelmingly Republican legislature in North Dakota. So I want to think that he will do what the good people want done. Where he stands personally is a little harder to define, although I think he is a good guy, a self-made, brilliant businessman, like Vivek Ramaswamy. And I think the debates will be very, very good for this man. Doug Bergram, or Bergam, Bergram, Bergram. I can't think of what is, which way it goes, whether there's two R's in his name or one offhand. Anyway, North Dakota governor. So watch for him. Watch for Tim Scott. Uh, DeSantis, I think, has maybe... Uh, peaked too early. Trump has um, got a very crowded field that he has to share on a debate stage that he can no longer monopolize. It isn't 2016 all over again. So now we get on to the Democrats, but a couple of surprises here. Uh, one that's not a surprise. Of course, I mentioned this before, that the Democrats have announced that there's no debates. going to be no debates. It doesn't matter who's running. There's not going to be any deb debates because, of course, Joey Cornpop can't, can't think, can't read, can't even read a cue card, can't read his own notes without stumbling, fumbling, and bumbling. He's an idiot. He's morally incompetent. And the last thing they can afford to have him do is be on a national stage. Well, then why are they pushing him? What reason? Pull that little string and I'll sing you a song. I'm your puppet. We're back to James and Bobby Purify. He's a 
puppet. They want somebody they can control. They want somebody that when his brain uh, emits fat flatulence, they can fill it in with a couple new AAA batteries and fire the brain-dead man back up again and speak through him. Why anybody could say Democrats are for democracy when they don't allow debate? They don't allow debate. Now, I'm going to get on to RFK Jr. here in a minute, and I have more um, after the break on him. Very interesting guy. I will say this at this point. He scares the absolute daylights out of the Democrats. Scares the daylights out of them. Because they can't control him. And he's not afraid to speak things that are that would reduce Democrat control to point out the excessive Democrat control and take a huge step towards blowing up the cabal between big tech, big pharma, big government, all that stuff. He's not into that. The third candidate, Marianne Williamson. No, she can't be president because she was born on Mars. You have to be born in the U.S. to be president. Be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, Red Sky Radio here. Um, a couple of comments before we launch into some interesting twists, which will show why this is becoming more of a toss-up all the time. And I want to go to this interesting conversation that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy had on, I don't know what program it was, uh, where he's he is... Trying to split some hairs here. He is very strongly against these body-mutilating surgeries, life-destroying destruction of young children through the tranny queer movement. But he's okay with trannies in the military. He said he would not reinstate Trump's policy 
of getting the clingers, i.e. from MASH, if you remember that program, out of the military. And Trump has taken this very same position, which is actually an inarticulate position. Trump is, would he, would he actually reinstate his own policy? Um, I think that he would, but the two are similar in this sense. They seem to be only, generally speaking, anti-trannyism, but, but also pro-LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ, not seeing that they are all part and parcel of the same pit of hell uh, plan of destruction. Remember Barry Guyers, we're on the eve of destruction? Well, we're on the eve of destruction in this country, and we're doing it to ourselves. But what I found interesting in Ramaswamy's interview, I mean, would I, I'm sorry, would we start calling him the great Ramaswamy? Uh, I don't know. He said that he would not be opposed if he got the presidential nomination to have a cross-party ticket and to pick, if he were willing, RFK Jr. as his vice presidential candidate. This is really, really interesting. And why? Because the biggest deal with Ramaswamy is being as anti-woke at the corporate level which does include, to some extent, the social left-wing engineering plan from hell, being against it, but not vigilantly against it to the degree that DeSantis is. Um, RFK Jr. is pro-abortion. I think Ramaswamy, I don't know where he is on it. Uh, but he, it's, he's not militant about it, but he's also... At, He's very big on anti-big government, anti-vaccines, anti-collusion, anti-anything that melds the media with the government. And that is appealing to a lot of people, even on the right, who think that maybe, possibly, uh, Ramaswamy and RFK Jr. are more anti-big government than even Trump is. Trump didn't drain the swamp, and he all he did was keep uh, letting the waters d come into the swamp. He thought he could drain the swamp by getting rid of alligators. Alligators aren't the problem. You have to cut off the flow of the water coming into the swamp, which he never did financially, nor did the Republicans in Congress. He sort of got what he deserved on that one, and now he's saying, well, we got to defund these. Well, that's what you should have done a long time ago. But here's even further intrigue. We all know about Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, $400 million that he put into the 2020 campaign. Mark Zuckerberg, the greatest election interference guy there ever was, except for the FBI, also known as the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. But the, all these big tech guys now, other than Zuckerberg, seem to want to get into the action. And there is a whole lot more going on here than anybody could imagine. So let's go to 
multi-billionaire Jack Dorsey. I'm the YouTube guy. And so what's he up to? Well, he has... Um, wait, so you know what? I'm going to back up. I want to start with Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, obviously mega billionaire. At one time, not now, at one time, I think the wealthiest man in the world, certainly the wealthiest man in the United States. I don't think he is, but he's certainly in the top four or five. He's come out full-fledged in favor of Ron DeSantis. He's endorsed DeSantis. And that's a lot of money to help DeSantis. Then we get to uh, Jack Dorsey. And who is Jack Dorsey endorsing? Jack Dorsey is endorsing RFK Jr. And so much so that he is looking to put a ton of money into RFK Jr.'s campaign. So Dorsey's a Democrat, but he just says, hey, Biden is too old, and Dorsey doesn't want a puppet of George Soros. So he's going to put a ton in that one. Now let's move over to Larry Ellison. And I forgot to mention, uh, Musk has pledged $25 million to DeSantis' campaign. Uh, Dorsey has not stated exactly how much he's going to throw into uh, RFK Jr.'s campaign, but he said he says RFK Jr. is going to be the candidate, and he's going to win. He's, he can beat Trump or DeSantis. So Dorsey is fully in on RFK Jr. And my concern is if RFK actually got the nomination, there would be a lot of Republicans or independents that would vote for him for the reasons I said, and a few more which I'll share in a minute. I'm just not sure he'll survive. I mean, what have we had? Two Kennedys that have been assassinated, maybe by the CIA? Does this one get taken out by the FBI or the CIA? Who knows? He's not a favorite of big government, that's for sure. But then we get to Larry Ellison who is of Oracle fame. He is the fifth, number five, richest person in the world. And he has come out and has pledged $60 million, $60 million to Tim Scott's campaign. So we have all these tech billionaires throwing mega millions of dollars. They don't want Mark... Zuckerberg being the only one who is attempting to influence a campaign. But you have substantial money being pledged by these guys into the campaign of DeSantis, RFK Jr., and Tim Scott. And this is, uh, this is huge. It gives them... I mean, here's what's gone. What's gone is the day that Donald Trump could finance and win a campaign on his own money. He will need to seek support for his campaign. I think. I think. Maybe he could just, maybe he does have so much he could willy-nilly spend three or four hundred million. That means obviously spending a lot now. It's just that in 2016, Trump had no 
campaign finance competition. This time he does. And so does Joe Biden. If you got mega millions going into RFK's campaign, and he's up to 20% support among Democrats. Older Democrats who kind of want to go back to the, the days of old Democrats. And the fact is, if JFK were alive today, JFK, his uncle, uh, he'd be a Republican. Uh, RFK's dad would likely be a Republican. If they were alive today and held the same positions that they held back when they were in politics, when they were alive. So I want to move on to RFK. I'm not pushing this guy, but I want to tell you why he is an interesting character in all of this and why he is so hated by the Democrats because this is a man they can't control. It's the only Democrat they can't control. And he may not be a Democrat. I'm not going to call him that. I guess I just did, didn't I? I'm going to say he's a Democrat of the older school, which is sounding a little more conservative. I could see Elon Musk um, supporting him and supporting DeSantis, both. So here's what he said the other day, RFK Jr., in an interview. He said, I will not, I support the Constitution, and I support the Second Amendment. I will not seek gun confiscation program if elected. Quote, I'm not going to take anybody's guns away. I think at this point in history, all that will do is to increase the toxic polarization. And he's absolutely correct. Because every time Barack Hussein comes out and says this or that about guns or Biden, gun sales skyrocket. It's why Obama was the leading gun salesman eight years in a row. Because he'd shoot his big fat mouth off and people would go out buy more guns and ammo. And Kennedy went on to say that, hey, I grew up in a rural area. I totally understand how the concept of owning guns is integrated into the culture of the people who live in the country. He went on to say, we need to end mass killings. But then was made very clear, he said, but gun confiscation or limitation on gun rights are not the way to achieve this goal. Now, what I, 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 he is not my first choice. Don't get me wrong. He's wrong on some other key issues. But he has been very articulate and open about why the Second Amendment needs to stay in place as it is without any further limitation on gun rights. Then he goes on to say, this is another reason he's hated, because he's not in bed with Big Pharma, which is Big Pharma's why Fox can't say what Fox needs to say about vaccines or anything of that sort, why Fox doesn't give RFK Jr. any time, is because of this statement that RFK Jr. made. Quote, this is the sickest generation of kids 
that we've ever had, that anybody has ever produced. And he goes on to cite this massive uptick in cancer, autoimmune disorders, OCD, ADHD, and other psychological and neurological problems. And then he ties that in, appropriately so, to mass killings. He said, in discussing the issue of mass killings, uh, he said, quote, we need to look at the role of psychiatric drugs, particularly the antidepressants and benzos, benzodiazepine class drugs. I don't even know what that is. But they're mood-altering drugs. And this is what's interesting. If you looked at a graphic of all the mass shooters, the number of mass shooters of the ones that are young, and they are mostly young, that are on psychotropic drugs at the time is unbelievable. It is a factor. The dominant factor, I don't know. Is it a factor? RFK Jr. is absolutely correct. It's why the Democrats don't like him. It's why Fox doesn't like him, because the Democrats and, the, and Fox have their programs being funded by Big Pharma. Big Pharma is just a pack of whores, as far as I'm concerned, and doing a huge disservice. I'm sorry I said that. This said that the Democrats are kind of the whores. The Big Pharma are sort of like the pimps in this analogy. He said all of these drugs have on their inserts. This is RFK Jr. He is the first person I've ever heard say publicly what I've said a gazillion times on this program, but not recently. He said, why do these drugs have on their inserts, quote, may induce suicidal and homicidal behavior? He points out suicidal ideation or suicide attempts are cited as one of the most common side effects of antidepressants and other psychoactive medications. In other words, why is the very thing that we're, you're trying to prevent possibly aggravated and accelerated by that which it's is taken to allegedly prevent it. And going on to his gun situation, he says, Switzerland has more guns per capita than the United States. And Switzerland has not had a mass shooting for 21 years. And we have one every 21 hours. So what RFK Jr. is saying here is guns, their prevalence, the ubiquity of guns has nothing to do with killing. It has to do with, in his opinion, primarily drugs and psychotropic drugs. But we know it's a culture of death that the United States seems um, ready to embrace on large scale. Well, there's something else. He was asked about the red flag laws. And uh, it, this is just something where, I mean, where a, the, the proponents say that this is an important way to ensure the safety of uh, our community. That uh, a concerned person can make an anonymous report to a court of law alleging that a firearm owner is a threat to themselves or others then the court orders an emergency confiscation of the individual's guns pending further evaluation without giving the gun owner any chance to defend themselves 
prior to the seizure. And of course, the opponents claim that, and correctly so, that these strip citizens of their due process rights and allows vengeful acquaintances to target those that they don't like. So when asked about this, this is RFK Jr.'s answer. Quote, I don't like snitch laws. Man. Now keep in mind, this is a more conservative response than some alleged Republican governor's positions on this. He goes on to say, I don't think you should be able to just call the police in this country and tell on your neighbors. I am just uncomfortable with that. So he's seeking the Democratic nomination, but the party executives have ruled that he and the other demon, the other Democrat contenders, which would be, like I said, Marianne Williamson, who's already excluded because she was born on Mars and can't be president, but they're not going to be given a chance to debate Joe Cornpop, no brains Biden, in front of all the people. In the name of democracy, of course. But there's one other thing that is intrigues me about RFK Jr. is the fact, well, two actually. First of all, Zuckerberg wouldn't allow him on Facebook or Instagram would allow RFK Jr. on there because he doesn't like what he says because he believes, genuinely speaking, that there is a causal connection between all of the gazillion vaccines on our kids and the meteoric rise of autism. And everybody says, oh, that's not true, that's not true. Well, nobody else has any answer or suggestion as to why that's a cause. But RFK Jr. is also the guy who, who in time could come out and say, hey, Maybe there is a causal connection between ovarian and uterine cancer and abortion. He's into causality. What causes these things? It's not from a spiritual standpoint. But Facebook prevented him from launching his Instagram campaign account. And then Mark, bald-faced, pit-of-hell liar that Zuckerberg is, comes out and said, Oh, it was just a mistake. And you read what went on between RFK's campaign and Instagram and the, and the answers that Instagram gave. It's obvious they don't want him to rise up and challenge, Joe, I'm your puppet Biden. But I'm not quite done. In addition to all this, and in addition to the statement that he's very open about the nation, nationwide mass shootings, did not start to show up until the introduction of Prozac. RFK Jr. said in an interview with Elon Musk that the fed, federal government is victimizing Americans. Now, this sort of makes you wonder if he belongs in the Republican Party but for his pro-abortion stance. And, of course, uh, Trump is not pure in that. He said uh, uh, he's, only, he's only good so far because he said if we, if, you know, if we go, go too far, uh, uh, we won't be elected. 
But this is why this is a place where RFK Jr. nails it. He said we should not be in Ukraine. Ukraine cannot win the war with Russia. We do not need to be in the war with Russia. Stay out of it. And this is where he lands. RFK Jr. is actually a libertarian. You're going to find people like Rand Paul, who I think is the best senator, one of the best senators in the U.S. Senate, actually agreeing with him on a host of issues. A host of issues. And so what would happen if it were Donald Trump versus RFK Jr.? What would happen if it was DeSantis versus RFK Jr.? Now, I'll tell you what. If for some reason some harebrained like Chris Christie got the nomination, I actually, well, I don't know, it would be hard. This is so full of surprises. And what's gonna de- it's going to come down to, will these, will... RFK Jr. be able to get on stage? Or will some states need to simply have their own debates not authorized by the DNC? Let Joey Cornpop, I need my cue cards, I don't have a brain Biden, not show up and let the sole person be RFK Jr. It comes down to the deep state hates Donald Trump The deep state would hate Vivek Ramaswamy. The deep state hates RFK Jr. because the deep state hated JFK and RFK Sr. They did. I wasn't, nor did I, was I supportive of RFK Sr. or Robert. I mean, Robert Kennedy, hard to say. He didn't have a chance to come to fruition as to where he was. Old school Democrats. Why? Because back in the 60s, if you were a Catholic, you were a Democrat. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. In fact, I was sent, and I'm going to quote this loosely because I don't remember, something that JFK said. And I, I did not remember him saying this or reading that he said it. But he said something to the effect that what is the point of ensuring the continuance of our civilization if the traditions that formed our civilization don't continue as well? Isn't that an amazing statement? What is the point of trying to ensure the continuation of our civilization. If the institution, if the traditions of our nation that formed it don't continue along with it. Very interesting. We're going to, I, I didn't want to get into this this early in the campaign cycle because I've got so much else to share is why you're going to get a second program this week. All of you who are picking this up on the podcast, I'm sorry I can't deliver a second program to our radio stations in Nevada and uh, California. I've only got one hour a week, not two. God bless you. Remember, sit tall in the saddle, America. You ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. And we will see you next week on Red Sky Radio.